Welcome to the California State University San Bernardino Cal podcast series. The College of Arts and Letters, Cal, affirms arts and humanities as the center of intellectual life. The college is committed to cutting-edge scholarship, visionary creative artistry, innovative teaching, digital literacy, and community engagement. In the Cal podcast series, we talk with members and associates of the CSUSB College of Arts and Letters, the faculty, staff, students, alumni, and supporters. And welcome on board. I'm Kelly Cluquet, Operations Manager for Coyote Radio and Advertising in the College of Arts and Letters. Today, our guest, Leslie Layton, Music Department Chair and Associate Professor in the CSUSB Music Department. Let's get started. Leslie, where did you grow up and what was that like? I grew up in Los Angeles. I'm a native, born and raised. Lived in Westchester, which is about a mile from the beach. Went to public schools all the way through high school. And then I went to private college at Loyola Marymount University because I was younger. So my parents, you know, it was about a mile from my house, roughly a quarter of a mile. So my parents kind of liked the idea of, you know, of me being at home because I was 16 when I started college. So did my four-year degree, then I taught for a while, then I went to UCLA, didn't finish the MFA, who knows. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would recommend to anyone listening, don't do that. Finish the degree. Then I, I taught for, I don't know, five years. I was also working and singing. Then I got a master's degree in vocal performance from USC. Finish that one. <laughs> so I have that. And then I, I worked for 20 years in between my master's degree and my doctorate. And I moved to New York in the meantime as well, lived in Manhattan for eight years. I worked actually for Mayor Mike Bloomberg for three or four years in there while he was mayor of New York City. Worked on his campaign, you know, and then in the mayor's office, worked, uh, had a great time, learned a truckload from those guys. Then I moved back to California. And about maybe a year after I moved back, I went back to school. I went to USC and got a DMA in choral conducting from USC. You didn't mess around on schools. No, 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 no. Paying that one off was really exciting. Yeah. Going back a little bit, at what point did you know that music would be your life's passion? Were you a kid, tween, teenager? No, no, I had, I I had no idea. Even when I went to Loyola, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. No, I was undeclared, actually, when I started college, because I was young, I was 16. So, you know, at that age, you really don't know what you're doing. Apologies to all 16-year-olds, but they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) So, you know, it just kind of happened. I think I started working in the industry. I started recording at 16, which was a young age. There was a guy I worked for who owned a company. He used to produce dance records. So he would speak the steps in a lot of the songs. They were songs and the kids were meant to sing. And so he would have me record the songs. So that, you know, it kind of, I got pulled in because I enjoyed recording, I think, a lot. And I don't know, it just kind of, you know, the work just kind of led me to where I was going to wind up. Before you came to CSUSB, you had this varied and wonderful career. You sang with the Los Angeles Master. And you were the associate conductor, which is Mm -hmm. a resident of the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Please describe your time there and what you did. So I started singing with the chorale in 1991. 
And I sang in the chorus for a number of years. That was before I moved to New York. I was also doing film work, a lot of film work. I had been hired to do some films. I joined the union. Screen Actors Guild is the union that you have to be in in order to sing on movies. And, you know, I was working pretty consistently singing. I was also singing at Los Angeles Opera Company in the chorus. And then they gave me some step-out roles, you know, small things that you sing a couple lines here or there, you know. And then I started getting some roles. It's just odd how it, you know, how it, the, the career path kind of almost determines itself. Looking at your, your website, and please go ahead and give your website address. Oh, sure. It's leslielayton.org, L-E-S-L-E-Y-L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N.org, O-R-G. That's wonderful. You can see all the, the film work. So you're working and you're singing in films, too? Like, well, singing, singing in film is work, right? Yeah. That, that's work. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so you're, you're, you're working many jobs. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's always... I think if you're toying with being a musician for a career, you're not going to have one job. That's just... It's never going to happen because you can't, you can't actually afford to have one job. You know, you got to have your hands in several pies. It's, it's just how it is uh, as a professional musician, you know. Well, you've worked with the L.A. Philharmonic as well, and, and yeah. what was that like? God, I love the L.A. Phil. <laughs> they're, they're one of my probably, you know, I just love them. They're, they're an all-time for me. And working with them is so special. It's always a thrill. You know, one of the last big things I conducted before the pandemic you know, messed everybody up, was for the L.A. Phil, I conducted David Lang's uh, work called Crowd Out, and I did that at, at Walt Disney Concert Hall, and we had a ball with that. Uh, it was lots of fun, and that was a fun year because I was doing a lot of interesting things. I conducted uh, and prepped at the Ojai Festival that year, and, you know, that was a great year. And then, of course, the pandemic <laughs> hits, and, you know, my industry, we just hit the skids. You know, we just tanked out, hit the skids, and it's been, it was, it's been a pretty tough couple years. Do your arms ever get tired conducting? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it happens if you have a day when, you know, like if I have a day when I've taught at Cal State in the morning, let's say a couple hours, and then I have more work afterwards in the afternoon, and then maybe I have an evening rehearsal. I have a choir called Los Robles Master Chorale, uh, and they rehearse Tuesday nights. So, you know, if I've had a multi-gig day of conducting where maybe I've conducted for six or seven hours, yeah, I'm tired at the end. Yeah, I would imagine so. I'm just looking over your website that has all of the films that you sang on. That's frightening. I know. There's about 100. Yeah. really well known and popular and successful and I was thrilled. So do you have any favorites or or memorable experiences of those movies you sang with or mostly you're uh, listed as choir vocalist and a score vocalist but of the Mm -hmm. movies is there something you can share with us that is a funny story or something that sticks out? You know yeah there's I think if I'm gonna pick the one thing of all of them. And this was early on. You know, John Williams is, uh, you know, a brilliant film composer. And John, when he would write big movies, and I'm thinking back to Hook, 
um, because he wrote that score. I sang on that score. And he, he would always conduct everybody. He'd put everybody in the room at once, and he would conduct it live. Now, that is not the norm in film. The orchestra comes in. They conduct their part. Then if there's chorus on it, we come in, and we have cans and a click track. And sometimes we hear parts of the orchestra. Sometimes we hear the whole orchestra in the can, or sometimes it's just the click. And then you sing what's on your score, you know, whatever that is. Uh, and that's normally how it's, how it's done. So for us, coming in and having a huge 100-piece orchestra, a huge choir, we're probably 60 on that call. It's a long time ago, but I think there was like 60 voices. And he conducted the whole thing live. And I remember thinking, God, why are we doing it this way? This is, you know, and he would conduct a segment. We were, I remember very clearly, we were doing the segment where I think it's Robin Williams is walking up the steps and there's this, you know, painting, you know, in the, in the hall. And we kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And John would finish conducting the, the chunk and he'd say playback and they'd, and everybody would turn around, we'd watch it live, you know, and listen. And he, nope. <laughs> and we'd do it again. Playback. Nope. <laughs> we just kept doing it. And I don't know how many takes in. We were more than 20 takes in, which, which takes a lot of time and time in the studio is money. So it was, it was a little perplexing until that moment, playback, he plays it, it was magical. Well, in how the music hit everything he was trying to hit in terms of the action. And he finished, and he goes, print that one. <laughs> and, and everybody in the room went, oh, that's why we're doing it this way. You know, it, 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 it was just an interesting thing to see. You know, the technology was also slightly different in the early 90s versus now. It's a lot easier to move things, drop things. And, you know, back then, uh, <laughs> it was a little bit tougher. It must you be know. so interesting to watch these movies and that you sang on and, and remember it and you're watching oh, the movie. Oh, no. I never, I, I, um, I haven't seen probably half the movies I've sung on. I just said that aloud, didn't I? Well, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, you just don't. I, yeah. I'm a huge movie buff and I've definitely heard actors and actresses say they haven't watched the movie. Once yeah. They, they, it, they haven't watched it. Yeah. I mean, it. If if I happen to see something, that's great, and I enjoy it. But I usually, it's not so, I'm not going to go out of my way, probably, to just because I sang on the score, you know what I mean? Because a lot of the time, by the time we get mixed in and mixed down, yeah, the chorus is there, but it's not necessarily present. It It depends on the film, the composer, and what their goal is. You know, is the chorus a texture? to that composer is it a is it a texture in the score or is it meant to be present very present and and that's specific to every score you know so yeah i it just never occurs to me i guess to to see him everything you have done in your wonderful career what made you choose csusb in the music department and how long have you been here how, how did that come about well i was looking for um, a tenure track position because I do have a doctorate. 
Um, and, and it's also a nice, uh, you know, pad to have a teaching job, you know, in addition to whatever else you're doing. Also for me, I really enjoy teaching young folks how to sing, how to conduct, you know, I enjoy that, you know, and it, and I think back to my teachers and, you know, they're largely the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. So it's kind of just preparing the next generation so that, you know, groups like Los Angeles Master Chorale and LA Opera and these, you know, uh, and LA Phil, you know, that they continue to propel themselves into the future, right? You know, they, they have to have musicians that keep coming, right, that they can choose from. And, you know, and so I have interest in preparing those people you know, for that career path. Um, and so that's that's kind of how it happened. I'm yeah. interested then in the courses you teach or have taught in the music department. Tell us yeah, about that. For sure. So uh, I teach chamber singers, concert choir, uh, voice class, private voice. Um, and I teach conducting, which I think teaching conducting is probably one of my favorite things. That and teaching choir, those two things. I also love to teach voice you know, too. Um, but these things are what I have more experience in, you know, and so you enjoy teaching the things that you love, right, the most. So, you know, so these are the things that I love to do. And by the way, the chorus is always happy to have more people come. Just saying, y'all, if you sang in your high school choir, I want to see you in my choir here at Cal State. <laughs> just had to get in that little no, commercial. No, of course. That's why we're doing this for <laughs> sure. So this is tough now, but some of the performances, whether you were a vocalist or you were conducting, is there by chance one or two you can share that just stand out as favorite? Everything went well. That's a tough one. I, I think vocally, I sang so many things over the course of my career that I don't think I can really point to any particular thing uh, above any other thing. You know, I did a lot of things. Um, conducting, I think it, it's probably, there were some, some things, you know, with the LA Phil. And actually my premiere as a conductor with Los Angeles Master Chorale uh, was, was rather memorable. Because uh, those are some really great singers. They're just some really great singers. And we had we had a lot of fun <laughs> with that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some personal notes here. Like, what are your hobbies, outside interests? Uh, this one's kind of funny. So I, I actually have a degree from Le Cordon Bleu uh, as, as a chef. Um, and it's a, it's a grueling, it was a two year, pretty grueling program, uh, to get that degree. In Los Angeles. Uh, yes, it was before they, cause Cordon Bleu now, it's no longer here. So I don't, I, as a matter of fact, I'm not sure it's anywhere in America. I think they pulled out of America. Uh, so, but this was when they were in Pasadena. Uh, there was a school, California School of Culinary Arts, Le Cordon Bleu. And that's where my degree, uh, is from. And it's, a, it's actually an associate of science degree in culinary arts. So I do love to cook. And uh, at my house, I have a dining room that is quite huge. 
And there's a huge round table that can seat fairly easily about 12 people at this big round table. And so we often have dinner parties. Uh, and the current rule, because I just actually had a dinner party on uh, Saturday night this past weekend. Uh, and the current rule is everybody had to do a rapid antigen test. You know, everybody sends me the results, you know, and then, then we feel comfortable getting together unmasked in the room because we know everybody's negative. So, yeah. you know, but that's, that's the rules right now, right? But, uh, but I love to cook a big, you know, a big dinner for friends and pour good wine and, and have fun. What is your favorite food and why is that? That's tough. Uh, I'm probably going to say souffles. Uh, I love to make them. And I like to consume them. Uh, they're, they're probably one of the more difficult things to do correctly, to do well. Mm -hmm. And it was something that was just natural for me, you know, all through chef school, because everyone sweats the souffles in school. Uh, because chef will take off points, obviously, if it's... Even Julia Child. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it can happen to anyone, uh, and, and there can be a variety of reasons for it happening. Um, but for me, you know, from the first one through my final exam through now, my souffles usually rise well. They're usually quite good. Uh, so I love to make them. I like to eat them. Awesome. Yeah. And they are wonderful. Oh, it's yeah, especially if it's cheese, souffle. cheese yeah. souffle. Oh. Mm. <laughs> and finally, as we uh, sort of wrap up here, what advice do you have for the students in the music department here at CSUSB? What you would tell them that you hope they take with them? If you're thinking about having a career in music, you know, ultimately, it's two things. Obviously, you have to be able to pay your bills. This is, this is a reality for everyone. We all have to be able to do that. So you have to think about that. But I would say, you know, also think about what things give you joy. For, for some people, it, you know, music winds up being something that they would rather do for fun and not do for a living. And for others like me, it's both. I wouldn't trade my career, I don't think, for anything else. It's been a lot of fun. It's been challenging. And I think for, for students just, just graduating, you know, I would say give yourself the space to make mistakes. Give yourself the space to continue learning because I guarantee you when you come out of a bachelor's degree, you know, you're competing for jobs with people who have masters, who have more experience maybe in what you're doing, you know, and, and so you have to, you have to know that going in. And you have to have some patience. Patience is probably the hardest thing, right? Because, you know, students, music is something you kind of grow into. And you have to have the patience for that. And you have to give yourself the patience. It's like me being patient with my poodles. I have two standard poodles. Uh, Winston smartest and Sophie. dog ever. Oh, they're the greatest <laughs> they dogs. Are. But you still have to have patience with them. Like, I think I forgot to put the bathroom trash up today before I left, which means when I go home, Sophie will have taken one piece at a time and littered my entire, you know, upstairs with Kleenex. That's what she does. So, you know, but, and I have to have patience with her because <laughs> it was my fault. I forgot to put the trash up, right? And so I think students, when you, when you graduate, you have to have patience with yourself and not expect to run before you can walk. 
I love that advice. On the Cal Podcast Series, we've been talking with Dr. Leslie since I have spent time with you. It's going to be my new name yeah, for absolutely. you. It's and been so much fun, Kelly. And thank you so very much. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode in the Cal Podcast Series. If you'd like to learn more about the CSUSB College of Arts and Letters, log on to our website at csusb.edu cal. I'm Kelly Cluquet, and I'll see you next time.